I think a lot of people should try EcoQuest because it's one of it's only been like four months and it's the best experience of my life. So I had to like step up out of my comfort zone and say, yeah, this is what we're doing. Let's go do it. I like to do stuff outdoors and explore. And I don't really like to sit in the classroom and having like, this hour we're doing this, next hour we're doing that. I like to just, like just explore and do this kind of stuff. Hello, I'm Eric Anderson. Get ready to explore Saskatoon with the Grade 8 EcoQuest class in Episode 8, Part 2 of YXC Underground. Last episode, I introduced you to the EcoQuest program. It's an outdoor education program that uses nature in place of a class setting. We met Tyler Rittinger, who has been teaching the Grade 8 program for the past eight years, and a few of the students. In this episode, we explore Saskatoon on foot with the 28 students who make up the EcoQuest class, as well as teacher Rebecca Elson. You're going to hear from some amazing students who are loving this unique program and learn how EcoQuest is helping them grow into future leaders in our community. Right now, I'm standing on the Broadway Bridge. Here's, here are the cars driving by, hold on. There we go, I am on the Broadway Bridge. It's the day before this podcast episode drops and I mention this because you are going to hear the students talk about time management throughout this episode. I did not manage my time well this week, so I really need to listen to these kids. I'm on the Broadway Bridge because on that cold and frigid day back in December, when I met the EcoQuest class, we walked several times over this bridge. This program is physically demanding, and I hope that comes through in this episode. It's also a ton of fun, which I know will come through in this episode. The students were working on a healthy communities assignment. The class was split into two as they explored what makes up a healthy community. So one group went to visit a Sarkhan Recycling Depot and the Muawasan Valley Authority. The group I tagged along with were heading towards the Ronald McDonald House with a stop at the Lighthouse. And so uh, we also asked what is the average amount of people that stay at the Lighthouse in one year? And in a typical year, they'll serve 1,200 different individuals and some of them stay at the lighthouse for the entire year and whereas others may only stay for a night or two if they need it. And on a typical night they have around 250 people staying in their shelter and their tower. So I'll set the scene for you. It's a Wednesday morning, December 5th, 2018. It's cold. Like really, really cold. It's the kind of cold that stains your face at first and then just gradually eats away at you throughout the day. We all leave City Park School where EcoQuest is based shortly after 9 o'clock. Half the class heads towards the Sarkham Depot. My group begins walking towards the lighthouse. The girls in our group set a very brisk pace. This scares me because I am not in good shape. Luckily, a group of three boys is way at the back and they seem willing to talk. Aiden Boschman. Hello, my name is Zachary Grand. My name is Wiley Brom. What are we doing today? Um, so a bunch of the students made a, uh, working on a healthy communities project and they're taking us on a tour. Uh, well, it's a really cool experience and I really like nature, so I thought it would be for me. I don't know, you do a lot of physical activities and I don't like you know sitting in a desk all day. I like being outside 
Yeah. I'm kind of the same with Aiden and Zach. I found that uh, I had a friend in EcoQuest, and she said that it really changed her view on um, like nature and just the way we do things around the city. Have you found that so far it's it's changed how you view the city and nature? Definitely, yes, because uh, I used to not get around on my bike as much around the city, and now I find that I can find my way around the city way easier because of the program and just because we bike everywhere. Did you bike to school today? I did. <laughs> can, can you, wait, both of you did? We biked together. Can you tell people uh, what the weather's like today? Uh, it was nice and chilly. <laughs> my my ankles were cold because I didn't bring my tall socks and I forgot to put my goggles on. So my face was cold as well. But for me, I, I like biking to school in the morning in the winter. It just, it wakes you up and you, you're ready for the day when you get to school after biking. You're so much braver than I am. How long a bike ride do you have? Uh, about a... 20-ish minute, 15-minute bike ride from the Buena Vista area. And yourself? Um, like where I am? Yeah. Or, yeah, I live kind of near Wiley, maybe like four blocks away. I'm closer to the school than he is. So we just meet on the top of the traffic bridge. And yeah, that's how we start a day. It's refreshing. <laughs> is it a pretty fun way to start the day? Oh yeah, definitely. Ooh, well, we've learned, I feel like in a lot of the things we've done, uh, indigenous culture has been integrated into that. So I feel like um, I've learned a lot more about indigenous culture this year than I have any other year. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with Aiden, yeah. Uh, my mom thought it was a great idea and if I got in, it was going to be a great experience for me and be possibly life-changing. Yeah, my mother thought it was a horrible idea because <laughs> I, I was so far and, yeah, I was so far away from the school that she was worried about me biking and she didn't know how I was going to get to school every day. But, yeah, I'm here now. Have you won her over? Oh, yeah, definitely. She loves the class now. Uh, my parents were like fully supportive and they really wanted me to get into it because it, they knew it would help me a lot with my schoolwork and stuff and just biking around this biking around the city would help me get a little more fit and be more active you know that's interesting because that's something that, that Tyler mentioned too in terms of like one of the benefits and I hadn't really thought of it but like you guys are really busy aren't you yeah we are we're extremely busy. There's no really real point in the day where it's, you can just kind of sit back and relax or something. It's once you finish this thing, you're on to the next. Uh, yeah, um, I feel like um, in this program, I've learned to get a much more, a better connection to uh, nature in the city. So I feel like I'm definitely gonna look for things to do in the city and connected to nature and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I definitely think so. Like maybe in the future, me and Wiley might stay friends in high school and we might go on, on like a canoe trip every year or a camping trip every year. I hope that happens. I really think it helps uh, benefit friendships. Like 
I didn't even know Zach lived four blocks away from me because we didn't go to the same school. I went to Victoria and he went to Buena Vista. So now that we're in this program, we're like, we realize we're like four blocks away. So we sometimes go longboarding in the summer and hang out. He wants to be talking with some of you guys, but he can't. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, first of all, you're all very fast walkers. Thank you. <laughs> I, was, I was way in the back and was like, oh, I gotta catch up to you guys. Okay, okay. When you're, when you're ready, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself. Okay. And, uh, and then tell me just, tell me a little bit about EcoQuest. So whenever you're ready. Okay. So I'm Atlee and I was fortunate enough to be part of this grade 8 opportunity called EcoQuest. It's uh, outdoor, like you go outside, you do fun things, you, your school is like more based on outdoor living and going, sorry, I'm saying outdoor a lot, <laughs> um, stuff like that and you go on camping trips and you learn a lot about the community and what you can do to help save it for the future of Saskatoon. Why did you want to do this? Uh, my sister was in the program and she said that she had just an amazing time doing it and that it was just so amazing and I really wanted to do it and I have a really active lifestyle so I knew that coming into this program it would be something I would want to do. Okay so you say you have an active lifestyle. Yeah. I've seen your walking abilities because <laughs> you walk really fast and I had to run to catch up to you. Yeah. I'm still out of shape. Uh, we're still out of breath. What? Uh, <laughs> and I'm out of shape too. Um, yeah, what, tell me about your active lifestyle. What does that mean? So I am a track athlete and I run with the Club Riversdale. And uh, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, I go to the track and I work out and I do hurdles, long jumps, sprints, all that type of stuff. So it kind of gets me in shape. <laughs> do you want to describe what's ahead of us right now? It looks like someone who is blowing snow who does not know we're here at all. <laughs> ah, he noticed us. There we go. Thank you. I've learned that I can actually be a leader. Like before in my old school, I was more of a follower. I followed other people. But then I went to EcoQuest and I was challenged with being a leader to a lot of people. And at first I was like, hey, I cannot do this. But now I've kind of realized that I can. Ooh, so how were you challenged as a leader? Well, we were in a group and we were told like, you gotta talk about yourself and like say like, yeah, yeah. And um, I, it was, my turn and I was supposed to say stuff about myself and like tell each other like what we we're supposed to do and even this trip we had to lead our groups to a place and say like yeah this is what we're doing so you gotta go and do it but that was really tough for me so I had to like step up out of my comfort zone and say yeah this is what we're doing let's go do it <laughs> yeah and then once you did it mm -hmm. how did you feel afterwards well, I felt really amazing. I was like, Kate, I didn't know that I could do this before, but now that I can, I'm going to use it more often. So how, how have you been using it? Well, in my house, whenever my sister gets mad at me, now I know I can step up to her. <laughs> oh, siblings. <laughs> yeah. At this point, we are in the heart of downtown Saskatoon, about five minutes away from the lighthouse. 
There is a boy about 10 feet ahead of me with a bright green toque that says Outer Limits on it. He's small, but he's keeping up with the group. I run to speak with him and learn that his name is Ezra. He's a really, really sweet kid. Um, my name is Ezra Ewart and we are near Red Pepper in Tien, Vietnam area and we're going to the lighthouse. Why did you want to be in EcoQuest? Um, because I like to do stuff outdoors and explore and I don't really like just sitting in the classroom and having like, this hour we're doing this, next hour we're doing that. I like to just, like just explore and do this kind of stuff. So when you first heard about EcoQuest, was it like right away you knew, oh, I, that's what I want to do? Uh, kind of. My mom has always wanted me to join EcoQuest, so as soon as I was in grade eight, my mom said, okay, we're doing this this year, I want you to apply. And she told me all about it, so I said, sure. I'll do that. So I was pretty excited when she told me about it. I don't know. Are, are we going to make this light or should we stop? Uh, let's make it. I don't know. Stop. <laughs> what? Well, stop. I think we've got to wait now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that just gives me more time to talk with you. Um, so when you arrived on your first day, what was your first day like? I was really excited because I knew this was going to be really fun and there was a lot of nice people in the class. I knew it was going to be a fun year. So what have been some of the uh, the things so far that have stood out for you? Um, I like the Shekinah camp a lot and a couple of other camps that we've been on were really fun. You're you're not the only person to say the Shekinah camp. What, what was it about that camp that, that made it so fun for you? That was like the first camp the, on the class really went on and it was really fun. I met a lot of new friends and bonded with a lot of my other classmates. Is that something that's a bit um, like challenging at first in terms of you're meeting all these new people that you don't know because they're from all over the city? Was that a bit of a challenge? Yeah, it was a big challenge because I'm a super shy person and I don't like to like talk. So, yeah. I want to like fly planes and like snowboard, so a lot of time I want to be outside and doing that stuff and live in the mountains. And I want, from this, I want to learn how to like manage my time and stuff like that and learn skills, important skills. Lots of people have said that they're learning how to manage your time. Uh, how, do you, how do you learn that in EcoQuest? Because that's something I could learn. From, <laughs> I needed a bit to do that uh, in a better way. How, how do you learn to manage your time? Uh, we have a lot of like tasks to do and uh, so we got to manage like which ones need to be done first and in what order and what to do when and stuff like that. So you learn how to manage your time while doing that a little bit. I think you should definitely apply because it's not like for sure if you apply you're going to get in. Lots of kids don't do apply and don't get in so definitely apply. And if you don't get in well that's kind of sucks but if you do then you'll definitely really enjoy it once you're in and experience what EcoQuest is. I think for a really shy kid, you're a great talker. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Our group arrives at the lighthouse and stops to allow three students to give a brief presentation on the shelter. Um, who do these places help? So the lighthouse serves a, a wide variety of clientele. Many of the clients have a mental health diagnosis or an addiction. 
but they also serve clients with intellectual disabilities, physical disabilities, and acquired brain injuries, etc. They also help clients who do not have other housing options in the city or who need additional supports and services. It's at this point I would like to introduce you to Rebecca Elson. Rebecca teaches alongside Tyler and she was made for EcoQuest. After teaching in Regina's North Central neighborhood for years, she returned home to Saskatoon and landed a position that perfectly suited her love of the outdoors. This was my first chance to really talk with her on that day and we covered a fair bit of ground, both in terms of subjects and city blocks. Rebecca, I am so sorry I made you do an interview in the cold while walking up the Broadway Bridge. Part of the program, there is a huge physical demand uh, on the very regular basis, and so we do tend to attract naturally uh, a, a student that is very physically active. Uh, if they aren't interested in being active, whether that's going for long walks or hiking or canoeing or just engaging in different sporting activities, then the program might not be the right fit for them. Uh, but that's not to say that you have to be this. Uh, super uh, competitive athlete to fit in. We do have a lot of kids that don't participate in any sports extracurricularly, but they do really well in this program because they really enjoy just that sort of uh, more natural, authentic activity as in going for really long walks or um, biking by the river or just going camping and, and hiking with their friends or family, things like that. So activity we often think of as sports, but activity is moving in any way that you enjoy moving. So one of the things that we do at the very beginning of the year, because uh, all the students are biking to school, uh, is that we help them to formulate bike groups. And so with the bike groups, that's where uh, we map out, because there's actually a biking assignment where the students have to figure out how far they bike, how many kilometers a, a day, a week, a month, and things like that that they're biking. So uh, at the beginning of the year, the students are put their bike routes on a map and then we find ways for them to uh, meet up. So sometimes they change their original route a little bit so that they can meet up with some of their classmates and one of the main reasons for that is, is, is safety. Uh, so if they were ever to, enter, to encounter a problem uh, then they have somebody there that's with them. We actually did have a student who fell off her bike and broke her wrist this year but she was with two classmates and the two classmates did the right thing. One classmate um, called uh, that student's mom, while the other classmate called Tyler and I. Uh, they all have Tyler and mine's cell phones so that they can reach us at any time if there's an issue. Because a lot of times there is what we call, um, what it was I saying it was before, uh, it's sort of like a type of supervision where we're not always with them. I can't remember what the word was for it. But it's, it's so funny you mention that because supervision. Yes. indirect supervision and I think I just saw an example of that because as we we were we were just separated from from this group here and there's what uh, maybe 17 students 15 students in this group four, 14, 14 and then yeah an, one adult over okay. there um, we got separated so they were on the other side of 20th mm -hmm. and then one of your students looked at us and basically like used hand signals to say we're gonna cross 4th Avenue right now and then we'll meet up on the other side um, which might be like a little thing, but I, from my teaching days, there were very, there were very few, few students that would take on like that, that would step up and do something simple like that just to sort of take command of the situation yeah. and let you know. 
and and you were totally fine with it. Like you just kept telling <laughs> telling your story, but <laughs> that that must be is is that hard to get used to as a as a teacher like to begin with in terms of that indirect supervision. Uh, I think yes, yes and no. It depends. Uh, because I did come from a more traditional classroom the last seven years of my teaching, there was a little more growing pains for me right off the hop, but I, I like to think that I, I was trying to instill a lot more independence in, in my students beforehand, so uh, I would take them on uh, biking trips where I would teach them this is what it's like when you bike in the city and these are the traffic signs that you have to obey and this is how you bike safely. Um, but also the expectation was in the traditional classroom is that I was always giving them direct supervision. Uh, that wasn't really an option that I could play with. But with this program, we do have permission. The kids have signed up, the parents have come to the meetings, and we are allowed to have that indirect supervision. So uh, sometimes when we, like for example, when we were doing uh, Dragon Ball races at the beginning of the year, we would tell them the time that they had to be at the boathouse for, and then we would dismiss them. And if they bussed or walked or biked, they had to be there at that time. And then when we would arrive there, what we would expect would be that they would be blending into their community. So they're not gonna be running around and shouting at each other. They're not going to be climbing all over the place. They have to appear like they are just a member of the community and enjoying a walk or hanging out by the river because we use the community as our classroom, so we have to blend into the community rather than the community blend into to us. That's fascinating. That is so interesting. Um, every student that I've spoken with so far, each one has mentioned that time management is something that they're really, they're, they're really learning. Yes. And that was something that, that never occurred to me. I thought it would, they'd talk more about you know all the cool things that you guys are doing and stuff, and they, and they mentioned that. But why, why is time management such an important, I guess, skill to instill in this class? Well, because a lot of our classroom time is spent, you know, like what we're doing right now, we're walking. We're not in a desk, we're not paying attention to a math lesson or completing our assignments. Uh, this process is a part of our assignment and a part of our journey. But a big portion of the work that they have to do does have to fall on their own time. Uh, um, a lot of students, in, so there is more homework than I would say comes out of a traditional classroom. But a lot, a lot of the responses that we get is that they like the homework because they've been in this really engaging environment all day long. A lot are really excited to go home and do it. And so when we had uh, three-way conferences in October, I would say the number one feedback that we got from parents was how pleased they were with the independence. They were saying things like, I don't have to tell them to do their homework or ask if they've done it yet. They just do it and, and they're happy to do it and, and it doesn't seem like it's overwhelming for them or, or too hard. But if they don't manage their time and they leave it to the last minute, they just won't get it done because it's a pretty big balancing act in terms of the classroom at work, but also their social lives and their own personal activities. We have a lot of kids that have pretty busy after school schedules, whether it's dance or music or volleyball or swimming or something like that. So they really have to use their calendars and their planners and plan out sometimes weeks and weeks in advance. So if I have an assignment that's due in eight days, I might actually have to do it in the next two days. Otherwise I won't be able to do it, which is something that I think 
even adults really, really struggle with. My name is Lauren Sarauer and I'm in the grade 8 EcoQuest classroom and we are currently just off of the Broadway Bridge on Sass Crescent. Why do you love this class? Because it's like you do things your normal class would never do like sleep in my school like for all the 10 years I went to my old school I always so it's my dream to sleep in my school and two months in we've already slept in our school. That was your dream? I always wanted to do that. It's like I always wanted to like play tag or like sleep in my school. I don't know. <laughs> um, we, we just uh, we just walked up the Broadway Bridge. We walked from your school to the lighthouse and then up here. This is a very physically active class, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Lauren was like, I don't want to talk about physical activity. She's like, I'm not physical. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Okay, and it's it's weird because there's so many people in my class who do like sports five times a week, and there's me. I do sports one time a week. So it's just like it's different being with such active people and. It's also challenging for me because, like, biking in the winter, I haven't biked every day, but I biked a few days. And there's, and like, also getting to bus every day. It's things I would never have done in my old school. And. But that's interesting because you're right. Like, there are lots of people that are very physically active. Um, but, like, were, were you. Like, was it intimidating at first to come into yeah, this? Yeah, because it was. There's just these people who. They're so active and. I'm not doing a sport this year because I'm taking a break because I wanted to have more time to finish my homework and for just like relaxing because I, when I get home I'm a lot more tired because I live in the Lakeview area which is pretty far from here so it's quite a long bike ride. It's about a 40 minute bike ride in the winter so and then I do that twice a day so it's just really physically demanding and well, I learned I really like being outside because I'd go outside, but I only went when I'd have to go. And I just, I really enjoy like busing, and it's actually like at first I was so scared to bus, but why, why were you scared? I don't know. I was nervous. I was gonna miss my bus, or something was gonna happen on the bus. But like so far, it's been good. I've lost my bus pass twice, but one time it was in my backpack and I just couldn't find it. So that happens. Okay, where where are we off to now? I think we're off to the Ronald McDonald House, and we are getting a wait. I think we're just getting a tour. I don't know if we're going to be inside. From Lakewood to City Park and back? Come on now, Lauren, you're a biking superstar. Thanks for talking with me. So after Lauren and I spoke. We kept walking along Sass Crescent towards the Ronald McDonald House. There, we received a really interesting tour of the house. I'd never been inside Ronald McDonald House before, and it's a really impressive place. And it helps so many people who are going through some challenging times. If you're listening, Ronald McDonald House, we should talk, because I would love to do an episode on you. Okay. I'm just flipping the pages of my script in mitts because it's really cold outside too. All right, so once the tour was done, our next destination was the Saskatoon Farmer's Market. That meant walking back along Sass Crescent, down the Broadway Bridge, along the Miwasan Valley Trail, and eventually hitting the market. Or at least that's the route I thought we were going to take. We should take the path down there, like go down the ramp and along the Miwasan Trail path instead of walk along the street side. Oh, sure. Like the one that yeah. we bike on? Yes. 
We just want to go for whichever is quickest, and that's the, the longest, though, Wiley. That's the it's issue. It's not, though. But it is. It's not, though. It's actually not, because it puts you on the traffic bridge with you right at the farm. I lived right there and worked right where we're going. <laughs> so I promise you, it is the quicker way that well, way. That way is better. Yes, but not quicker. Really? And we have a... It's like get there in time to eat and like whatnot. Two extra minutes. Wiley. <laughs> this way sucks though. You'll be okay, I promise. I don't know this weather is conducive to hoverboarding, but. It is it nice that your kids just are so comfortable with you that they can just say like, no, I think we should do this. Uh, yeah, I think that it's important that I, and that also goes back to like what they call us by our first names. Um, we're kind of, we don't want to look at it as so much as that there's like a hierarchy. We're all just people working in an environment together, learning and growing together. Um, at the end of the day, you know, Tyler and I still have the authority to say yes or no, but I think it's important that kids learn how to respectfully um, question authority and I'm okay with it but I will sometimes just say no <laughs> this is never doing it because I said so <laughs> but I will also try and provide a reason about why I said yes or no so that they they feel that they their questions have been uh, appreciated or, or listened to we arrived at the Saskatoon farmers market just after 12 o'clock I was hungry cold and exhausted the kids were just hungry and cold. The group stayed at the farmer's market for about an hour. If you would like to see what they did, my friend Don Summers from CBC Saskatoon, who is an excellent videographer, actually filmed the kids exploring the market and then touring the Saskatoon Food Bank. You can see the video, as well as the story I wrote on the EcoQuest program at cbc.ca slash Saskatoon and on the YXE Underground Facebook page. While Don was doing that, I was running over to the Miwasan Valley Authority's headquarters on 3rd Avenue to meet up with the other group. I told you, this was a very physically demanding class. This group was just about to embark on a tour of the River Valley from the traffic bridge to the train bridge. And the guide is someone you might be familiar with. Okay, whoa, whoa, let's do this. Normally I don't like hands up, but just help me out because there's too many people talking. What do you want to say? You manage like this big thing of dirt along a river. Good, that is the most vague answer I've ever had, but congratulations. <laughs> what else? Make trails. Make trails, good one. What else do we do? Anyone else know? Make Don't make bridges. We are actually helping to make bridges. What we do at Miwasan Valley Authority is we try to manage this awesome thing that runs in our city. What is it? The river. Yeah, river is called what? The North Saskatchewan River, South Saskatchewan. Good. South Saskatchewan That is one of my favorite human beings and the star of episode 5 of YXE Underground, Mr. Kenton Lysak. Kenton did a wonderful job of not only explaining the history of the river and the important role that the Mewasan Valley Authority plays in Saskatoon, he posed some interesting questions to the students that led to some lively debates. I guess what this brings up is a really good question. When we look at the river, it's different from what it means to you, from what it means to me. And do, does any organization have the right to say, your view is not as essential as our view for the protection of the River Valley? That is a big question. 
And that's one that Miwasan has to face on a monthly basis. Yeah? You could say that there's no, no wake. Like, there's no wake right around here. And then, like, maybe farther out, you can, like, go parasailing. Good one. So that's a very good one. You can make it so that there's no wake. And wake means the amount of waves that are coming behind your boat. That's a very, that's a good one. That's been suggested as well. Like, if you want to go, like, parasailing, you can go farther down. Good point, yeah. It's a very good point, you're right. It's about 1.30 in the afternoon now as Kenton is leading the kids along the path towards the train bridge. It's at this point my body is screaming, I've had enough, take me someplace warm. My Marantz, which is my recording device, is also going through batteries like crazy. So I figure I have time to speak with two more students. Tyler points out a pair that he thinks would share some good insights on EcoQuest. He was right. My name is Maya, and right now we're on our urban trek with uh, the public space group. What has, what's, the, what's today been like? Sorry, my mouth is cold because we've been <laughs> outside for a while. Um, it's been really cool learning so much and just, you know, you would never do this in like a regular classroom. Just the opportunities that we have are unreal. Maya, what, what are some of those opportunities that, that you've experienced so far with EcoQuest? Um... Everything like day to days like this where we just get to do so much and like winter biking and just being exposed to so much like a couple of weeks ago we went and did ping pong in the fall we did like cyclocross and they told us like if you're interested you know come out and join us because they're just so open to anybody joining them so we have so many opportunities like that. Um, I had like a couple of cousins and my sister did it and from day one when I first heard about it it was in the back of my mind and uh, I just love being outside and being active and the regular classroom always bugged me because it was never, there's no hands-on learning and that's what I really thrive on. One of the things I've heard from some of your peers is that they've, they've learned how to manage their time by being in this <laughs> class and that's something I never thought, I, you know, I was expecting the answers, you know, you get to do cool things around the city and explore nature, but um, like what? What is? What have you learned about time management? Uh, well, my house, for example, is like really far away from here, so I have to manage, you know, sports. Like how I'm getting home. Like, am I biking today? Am I gonna take the bus because it's cold? Like, how I have to manage waking up, getting ready, getting to school on time, then you know, going to school and then getting home, going to sports, and just I'm managing myself more, more than like my parents helping me and just learning when I need to be places, how I'm going to get there and just stuff like that. Do you think that's unique for someone your, your age? Yeah, all of my friends are like, oh, can I get my parents to drive me? And I'm like, no, just walk. Like it's, it's close or you can bus, or you can be independent. And it's just like never hear that from other kids. But EcoQuest is all about that. What, what do your friends that, that aren't in the class, what, what do they think of you being in this? I tell them sometimes like what we do in the day and they're just like, you did that? Yeah, well, it's just like a normal day for us now. Like, I'm just so used to being active and having fun. Like, it's it's normal for us now. And they're like, that's not normal. That's like a field trip for us. Yeah. Um, were, were you were you a, um, an admirer, a lover of, of nature before starting this? Or, or has this sort of invigorated some things? It's sort of, yeah, invigorated some things. I was not like a huge like nature junkie or lover. I was just kind of like, it, it interested me and like, the especially the hands-on learning but after this I've definitely like love nature more and I just want to be active all the time it's so much fun 
What would you say to uh, a grade 7 student right now who maybe is listening and is thinking, oh, maybe I should do this next year? What would you say to them? Even if you don't think you may not want to apply, you may not still apply because it's an amazing opportunity and you're, you're going to regret it if you don't apply at least. So apply, definitely. I want to ask you too because your class is so unique because your, your kids from from all across the city. So when you first joined the class, like what was it? Was it intimidating? Was it exciting? What was what were those first few days like? Oh my god, it was so I was so scared to go to like uh, every, like it's meeting 27 new faces. It's meeting new friends, new classmates. You have to be with these people for a whole year like sometimes for like days on end. You're with these people all the time. Like they're going to get to know you so well. But then in those first few days, you don't know anybody and you're just the scared little kid in the back of the class and you're like, "How do how am I going to make friends? Like this is going to be so hard." And you're like, "No, I just want to go back to the regular school." But then you just have to remember that you're strong enough and you're going to make friends and you're going to do well. What what have you learned about yourself so far? That I can do so much more than I like hold myself up to. Like I'm so much more capable than I and that I think I am. Like I can do so much more than I set my mind to. How do you, how do you know that? What, what how have you figured that out? Uh, all my teachers and my friends are like, you can do it. Like I know you can. They just everyone here is believing in you, and everyone's so positive. And you know, back at my old school, like no one was. It was so different, and I don't know, everyone here is just so positive and encouraging, and everyone wants you to do well and be the best you that you can be. So I'm Max Regeer, and we are right now um, just by the Besbro Gardens, and by the river we are talking about the trees and how important they are to, like, our future and to everything that we do. Before EcoQuest, would you look at trees and think about how important they were to you? Not as much as I do now. <laughs> I always, yeah, I'd look at them and say, that's a nice tree, but I never really thought about them as I have started to now that we've learned about them. Why did you want to join this class? Uh, I thought it would be a great opportunity to be more active and not just be in a classroom all day and, yeah. Um, I just was kind of tired of sitting in a classroom and I am a kind of person who always needs to be moving around or doing something else. I can't just sit in a desk all day. So I thought this would be great and I love being outdoors. So I've learned that I really love being outside and like meeting new people and doing lots of different kind of things than I do regularly. And I think I'll be much more prepared for high school and what's to come in my life. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you. <laughs> you can put your belly clava back on. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> there you have it. A day spent exploring Saskatoon with the grade 8 EcoQuest class. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did gathering all those interviews. It's a really exceptional group of students and it honestly makes me feel hopeful that they will soon be leaders in our communities. Thank you EcoQuest class for allowing Janelle and I to spend the day with you. It was a really kick-ass day. 
This has been episode eight, part two of YXE Underground. My name is Eric Anderson. I host, edit, and produce this local podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review and feel free to tell all your friends. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and online at yxeunderground.com. That's where you'll find some amazing pictures of the EcoQuest students taken by my friend Janelle Wallace. Kareen Larson from CBC Saskatchewan is the consulting producer for YXE Underground, and she has two great kids who are going to do great things someday. I also want to thank David Hutton from CBC Saskatchewan for his continuing support. Saskatoon's Danger Dynamite for keeping the website looking all snazzy. My wife Jennifer and my dog Fred who had surgery yesterday but it went really well and he's doing fine. Freddie, I love you. You're such a good boy. The music for this episode was performed by my cousin Joe Dixon who is a staple in Saskatoon's music scene. We recorded him playing drums in his uh, basement studio on a Sunday afternoon and oh boy, was it a fun day. I'll post some video of Joe playing drums on our Facebook page. And oh man, I wish I could play drums. <laughs> uh, before I go, I would like to acknowledge that all the interviews and music were recorded on Treaty 6 territory and the traditional homeland of the Métis. Next episode, you will meet one of the most interesting and passionate people that I've ever met, Jessica Fisher from out Saskatoon. She's the Saskatchewan coordinator for Camp Firefly and is doing a lot to educate Saskatoon youth on LGBTQ2S issues. YXE Underground is a podcast of the Salt Hammer Production Company. My name is Eric Anderson and I'm going to go home now to put this episode together because I'm cold and I'm not good at time management. so good i think that's that's like the extra right there sure. i feel like that's the extra mute that's why i, I asked you just to keep going a bit because is that enough time yeah oh yeah that, that'll be enough yeah that's a shuffle just so we know hey eric thanks for having me uh, uh play some music with you it's been great fun to do it uh we haven't played much music together considering i'm your elder cousin we should have been playing it since you were a little punk uh although now it's kind of nice to have you put me on the radio um, so I'm happy to play some drum beats for you. I'm just playing basic rudiments. Uh, the drum kit itself is a pretty simple jazz kit, uh, although mostly I use it for blues. It's a 1968 Gretsch, which I got from another Saskatonian well-known drummer named Hans Van Noren, who was a great mentor of mine, so I'd love to mention his name. Uh, but all in all, uh, great to help out in your project and hopefully play some walking beats that will make people get up and go.